Welcome to the first part of our Secret Santa, Anime Secret Santa 2014 podcast series. Our first of four parts. Yes. Or this could be the third or four parts for all we know. Well, if we're saying first, this has to be the first, you know. All right, so Fully Cool is definitely the first one. Yes. If you want to listen to them in order, know this is the first part. We will put a number at the beginning of all of them that we'll mention. But they should, we're also going to try to keep them independent of each other. I should totally look that up, because I'm assuming that we get to, like, tell... Who gave our things and everything? Uh, yes. I don't know who gave... I don't know. We obviously, right now, we don't know who gave us what. But so, uh... This was, uh, one of your bundle of choices. Mm-hmm. So why don't you... Give us a brief synopsis of this six-episode OVA... Uh, so from 2000, directed by Kazuya Suramaki. I'm gonna start by... I'm trying to find this Anime Secret Santa thing, and I'm not finding it. Oh, well. Um, I'm going to start by saying that I got a list of three anime, as everyone who's participating <laughs> wants to do. As are the rules of the game. And I decided that I would be an overachiever and watch all three. So we did so. So we watched, we watched four. Yes. Total. And, but, like, some of the titles were intriguing enough that I, I didn't want to have to choose. So I didn't. So, out of my list, we had FLCL, our Fooly Cooly. We had Lupin the Third, Fujikomine. Or the, the, the woman the called, woman called Fujikomine, the woman named Fujikomine. And we had Summer Wars. So, right now we're going to be discussing FLCL, Fooly Cooly, which is what everyone calls it, I'm assuming. Yeah, FLCL or Fooly Cooly. It is a wackadoodle show. It was six episodes. And it is about a young boy named Naota. No, no, Naota. Probably no, how to pronounce it. Who's um just a young boy with his uh, widower father and grandfather, and is it like a sibling? A little was it a sibling? It was like an older sibling who was off in America. Right, right, right. His older brother who played baseball. Yes. And he gets whacked on the head pretty early on by a uh, uh, older woman named. Haruko, which then forms a portal. Yes. Where giant robots come out. Yes. And it's just... And the first robot that comes out becomes, like, the standard, like, animal companion. Yeah, but kind of their assistant and also then they sort of... A, a fighting character. Right. And it's just... Uh, that's, it's, it's, that's, like, the same part of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it was that was it was a really it was a really quick show and I think it had to be just because it was so wacky that it had to be. But you find out that there's there's a couple of different plot threads going on. There's um there's Noda like kind of having affection for not only Haruka but then the former girlfriend of his brother who is Mamimi. Uh, yeah, I think that's her name. Who like. Flirts with her, flirts with him, and kind of makes out with him, and then like turns that off. 
Mm-hmm. So that was odd. You have Mamime who like has trouble with bullying and that kind of thing, and you have Haruka Haruko who whose motives are never truly known. There's kind of what she says and kind of what they say about her, and then what happens. Yes. And those are three different things. Yes. And I don't know how better to describe the plot. That's about, I mean, for the sort of surface level plot, I think that is what happens in this show. Mm -hmm. And I think what it's really about, though, sort of our main character, Naoto, is sort of kind of going through a adult childhood transition is really the main, you know, thematic crux of the story. Right. And him dealing with sort of these, you know, the, the, obviously the, those changes of adolescence, you know, sort of both emotionally, sexually. Definitely. There's, there's, a, there's, yeah, that's, that's definitely true. And I think that's, um, there, there's a bit of a theme in that with a couple of different things, that kind of development that we're, we watch. At least this and another yeah. one. Yeah, and I think this one, you know, specifically was sort of the male development more. Absolutely. You know, it's very, very explicitly, you know, the teenage boy development. Yeah, and I felt like the only part that I, like, I enjoyed it. I'm going to, I'll go right out there and say I did enjoy watching it, but it left me wanting a little in terms of his point of view, where he just, he was just... Very adrift. Yeah. Is the way I would... And like where he's le- where he's left at the end of the series, you're just like, oh, all right then. The series, I don't know. I know someone had mentioned something about the ending online with one of our questions, but the ending of to me was the was is the weakest part of this. Yeah, the ending is kind of goofy. I think this is one of those ones where it is so heavily referential to other anime. Right. That there's, you know, almost all the jokes, because it's a Gynax production, that's kind of what they're known for. That whole studio. And they've done, you know, the people with the same people that did Evangelion, that's, you know, another love letter to, you know, anime in a lot of ways. And this is the, the director of this, Suramaki, who was the animation director for that, for that series. Okay. And has sort of gone on to work on more of that franchise and a few other things. And so you see jokes to things like uh, Loop on the Third... Uh, the Gynax production, um, Daikon 4, sort of all throughout the series you see these, you know, bizarre animation jokes, the, you know, cut to a scene that looks like something out of uh, South Park even. Yeah, there was a lot of that, and I really enjoyed that mm-hmm. part of it. And I think sort of having that the length, and one of our questions that someone asked was, is this the right length? Could, you know, longer, shorter, right length? This was a perfect I length. think putting it six episodes... Gives you enough time with those characters in this case that you know what they're going through, you know what they're doing, that you're not, you never get bored of them, you never get tired of them. And I think that's important, and especially that, with this. Yeah, and this kind of humor, I enjoy it to enough, but sort of more than six episodes, it would get repetitive and redundant because kind of, you know, the episodes kind of do follow a formula, especially in the first. Like the first four or five are, you know, pretty formulaic. Yeah. And if you were to extend the save in 13 episodes, most likely you'd either be adding more layers of plot to it. I don't know how, you know, the story would handle that too well. I think it's it's a very, very tight story. And you know, if you add, sometimes if you add just more plot threads, it kind of just gets too messy. 
Sure, and there wasn't, like, there was just an off, I thought, here. Yeah. And if you were just adding more of the same episodes, it would have gotten boring and redundant to the last two, which would have really hard to explore. Mm-hmm. You know, him accepting himself a little bit and still being, but still being adrift. Sure. Well, I, um, out of the three that I got, it's definitely my least favorite, but it's all relative, relatively, it was fine. But, was, but to say, you know, again, your least favorite of those three series right. is like, man, I've got two delicious chocolate cakes and one vanilla cake. But I, and I liked it, and I agree that the six the six episodes was just the right length. I loved the art style and the changing of formats, that kind of thing. Um, and it really, definitely, it it hypersexualized things in a way that was just totally fitting for a like a boy reaching manhood. Yeah, and to someone you know, say someone like fifteen, sixteen, sure, it was into early twenties, you know, it was perfect for it, that. Yes, that you know, this is a sexuality service the theme and service the story. And we don't see that too often, although I think we see that twice tonight in, you know, things where the sexuality is serving the story, not... Definitely. And not, not purely fan service. Definitely. And they do, you know, I, I love the jumping styles of this, where you have, you know, sometimes they go into a motion comic kind of feel, or kind of South Park elements, you know, all sorts of different, you know, high animation, low animation, you know, rougher animation. Mm-hmm. And we haven't mentioned the music yet. And I'd like to know your reaction I, to the soundtrack. I liked it. I mean, it fit, and it makes sense, since I, I, I know, hindsight, that, you know, they, like, literally, like, had the people do the music for the thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I liked it. It was very fitting. Um, there was, like, that's the problem. Like, all the music and everything we watched was fantastic. Yes. Yeah, but this, I think... <laughs> this one served it well. Um, and it's it's a, just an example of how you can get all of your cylinders running. Like I think it, you could show this to someone where the humor wasn't necessarily like their like their favorite humor, and because everything's just <laughs> hitting, I still think they'd have to be like, well, that was that wasn't bad. Yeah, and I mean again, yeah, I don't think the humor hit for you exactly. That's I think you know your biggest seems like your biggest drawback on it. It was just the humor style, yeah. Yeah, this is the I like of, things making sense. It was very off the wall. It's, it, it fits, you know, there's a lot of on it that had that sort of goofy, wacky kind of craziness to it. And this is probably one of the better ones for me of that they did really, you know, it, it felt like it fit the world. It didn't sort of feel like it was thrown in. So let's look at some of our questions that we got from this. Excellent. I'm going to run my Fujiko, Fujiko, Lupin, Summer War, Summer War, Summer War. Fully cool. Here we go. From HisuiRT. Do you think you needed more episodes, less episodes, or just right? I think we, we kind of covered this, that this was, you know, this six-episode storyline worked out really well. And I think this is one of those I'd like to see more things of that length still, like half-hour episodes, six episodes of them, instead of trying to draw out your story and mm-hmm. have it fall apart. And this is this is one thing that's interesting. Um, what do you think? Let this be more of a mainstream hit than most anime. And this was a you know really big seller for the first license server. I'm guessing Funimation's doing well with it now. Yeah, because they picked it up in 2010 and put it on Blu-ray. Right. I watched it on Hulu. Yeah. So it's yeah it's floating on Hulu. Most of the Funimation stuff is, but the TV stuff. I like the fact that there's 12 episodes on Hulu, six dub, six sub. Yeah, they put up. The, it's good that they put up both both forms. I like that. Keeps it accessible. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, this did fly on Cartoon Network quite a bit. They play, you know, they, re- they re-ran it a few times. And it was, a, you know, generally a well-received, popular show in that, you know, early 2000s era. So, you know, what do you think of this show that let it, you know, compared to everything else that was around? Well, for one thing, I think the, um, the tonal shifts really accessed pop, allowed people to access pop culture that they were maybe watching. Mm-hmm. So like you were saying, like South Park, like, like manga, like there all those kinds it, of different yeah. tonal shifts allowed, allowed a multitude of people to access it. I mean, I'm, for part of it, I think is that it's both very anime in a lot of ways. Sort of that, you know, when you think of sort of that we write comedy and everything else, but there's nothing else that's entirely like it that, especially that made it its TV. There wasn't ever too much anime comedy that did well on American television. Hmm. Usually because that, you know, humor does not translate across language barriers often. And I think that because this translated well, because this was hitting an audience that was aimed at of having, you know, that, you know, people going through a life transition. And let's be honest, that's what Adult Swim was, you know, high school kids, people in college. You know, that's the only people who really, yeah. you know, watch it effectively because, you know, on at two in the morning, there aren't that many people awake watching TV. But I think that enabled to, to hit a big audience and that the themes of the show, you know, even people aren't recognizing them being there are what allowed the show to resonate with them while they were watching it, while they were, you know, experiencing changes in their own lives. Yeah. And, and I mean, I know it's probably the weakest thing, but I also think it's just as simple as it was available easily. Uh, uh, yes. Adult Swim. Well, I think that, that but there were other things on Adult Swim that didn't, you know, I was saying wouldn't really break out hits. No, you have to have the quality there, mm-hmm. but it was a vehicle. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, that's the vehicle that enabled, I would say, enabled to get there. But I'm sorry, you know, qualities of the medium. I think, you know, the music being there, the visual style being different, you know, that you don't normally associate Japanese music with sort of an alternate rock sure. sound. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, that kind of music is much more popular here, and I associate much more with a you know, American-style music, Western music, than I would with... You know, I can't think of any other anime with a, that really has the same kind of sound to it. Hmm. No. No. I agree with you. But like I, I th- like I said, I think everything just was hitting on all cylinders mm-hmm. for, for this. It was as good as it could be. That's definitely there. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the two things that we watched for this that I am very grateful for having watched and probably won't revisit. So I'm really glad it's in my brain. I'm really glad I have access to it. But in terms of going back, I, I think I got what I what I wanted out of it. Okay. But it's definitely like it's definitely whoever gave that to me. It's, it's a thumbs up. I was pleased. So I think we'll be hitting pause now and coming back to our next series in a few moments. Uh, stay tuned for more anime reviews. Uh-huh. 